0: His power is present, is what's going on. So he is always present. Wherever you go, God is there. But when it becomes tangible, that, you know, some people say, I feel goosebumps. Some people say, oh, I feel something. Or we start weeping and wondering, why are we crying for no reason? All that kind of stuff. It means his power is available to us. He's not always making his power available to us. You got it? So God is always present. But he chooses when he will allow his power to be available to us. And when he allows his power to be available to us, that's when we feel him in a tangible way, because now his power is available. So that's why you can sometimes sense. And I don't know about you. um, Well, I can say this. So I went to visit two of our elders yesterday and. I prayed with both of them, I prayed in both with, with both of them, so before I left, I prayed with both of them, and in both scenario, I felt God's presence, and that means that God is available, his power is available to do things. So what you're going to learn here tonight is when you begin to pray,
1: your feet,
2: God to do. But what I will tell you is, I ought to start.
0: His presence is always with us. But when he shows up in a way we can see or feel his power is performing miraculous things and strengthening us. If you presence God Almighty manifest in flesh. Just just remember, remember the blind man, blind Bartimaeus? He heard Jesus walking by, crowd of thronging Jesus. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Well, he sensed the tangible presence of almighty God. And he realized this is an opportunity for me to ask for healing. This is an opportunity. The man's been blind and he sensed the presence of God, which means the power was right there. Like, oh, I would love to be healed. Heal me. Because when the tangible presence of God becomes available, we need to ask God for the miraculous. I'm not telling you when you pray, you don't pray and say, God, we need a miracle because we're trying to purchase this property that we can't afford, literally. But we know that because you are God and you are our provider. I'm not. There are things sometimes there's just time when God is saying I'm ready to do the miraculous and I will let you know. Thank you. I will let you know that I'm ready to do the miraculous by showing up in a tangible way. So in case you don't know, in case you don't, so you don't doubt, I want you to experience me in a tangible way. Give you another example. Luke 4 verse number 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, Jesus is God almighty manifest in flesh. But Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. But here we go. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So that tangible presence was there. So now the brokenhearted can be healed. Deliverance to the captives will come. Sight to the blind. So when the tangible presence of God shows up, you need to take full advantage of it by requesting. By petitioning God for your miracle. Not just any prayers. For your miracle. While Jesus was teaching, God. He says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. When we can sense his presence. We encounter him giving us power for whatever we need. In other words. When the presence of the Lord is tangible to us. His power is available to us for the miraculous. It's, 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 it's not a coincidence that we just had our Holy Ghost seminar. And we had 30 people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The folks that instructed us, instructed the part that you will play as a
1: And part of the process that you can play or the you can play
2: is by it's
1: just worship in God. Because when we pray, when we worship, guess what? God inhabits. And we will pray that God can do whatever He wants to do, but we also have to realize when we worship Him. to believe that
0: all things are possible when it becomes tangible that's when you know oh my god god is really real i've heard about him i've known he has done things but now i can sense his presence his power is here and I mean all kind of things. Our behavior becomes different. And where is it looking like? Some people are looking like, what kind of church is this?
2: In
1: Jesus Christ, we see the omnipotent God in the flesh.
0: Those who draw close to Jesus, those who are saved, those who want to live for him, will hear explanations of his parables and come to know greater things about his identity. Today, those who will draw close to the Lord will discover him making himself known and opening up great spiritual truth. When you begin to there's a way to approach the Lord. And what we say, we don't know too much about this because we weren't born in this world. But if we were born in the place where there's a king that governs our, our rule, our, our nation, we will know all about that there's a specific way you have to enter into the presence of the king right and so we would
2: spirit that's how we approach
0: Jesus told the disciples, the spirit was with them, would soon be in them. The omnipresent God walk among them in flesh, but would soon dwell in their redeemed flesh. Look at the book of John, John chapter 14, verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Romans chapter 8 verse number 9 says, But ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ. And so God was not just content to be among us. He wanted to be so close to us that he wanted to baptize us, indwell us with his presence.
1: God's. Recognize that God's presence.
0: Get into this more, but this, listen to this for someone that has never been saved, they've never been saved, they don't really feel God, they don't really come to understand God. However, God has always been available, God has always been present. So, explain. This, which you can't. But how is it possible that God is always present, but somehow this always God,
1: He's always present, there
0: and everywhere. He sends Him. That's the question that we need to ask ourselves. He's everywhere, always present, but why don't we sense Him all the time i'll let you hold on to that question and i'll answer it a little later moses wondered what it meant to have god's favor moses struggled to understand why the god who said he favored him was going to remove his manifested You will take care of it. You said it, God. So, Lord, I'm seeking your kingdom first because I know you'll take care of my family. I'm seeking your kingdom first because I know you'll take care of my finances. I'm seeking your kingdom first because I know you will take care of all the needs that I have because you said that, Lord. One of the best ways to pray. Go back to the word of
1: God. See what God said. bad he's trying to figure out a way to make it right
0: God can't forget what he promised whatever God promised us he will never forget it and so all we have to do is just remind him of his promise or promises that he made to us and so if you want to effectively get God moving in your life begin to just
1: remind him of what he promised us on me if there be 50 righteous
0: will you destroy it moses always well that was abraham that was abraham my bad but moses always knew how to get to the come down to
1: oh, this promise to us Are oh, you gonna let these people they're gonna save the evil knew how to so
0: shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses,
2: Moses' dialogue with the Lord was, Lord, if you look like
1: How will I know that I have found grace with you? The Lord. Moses, you
0: know you have favor with me because you experience my presence, my tangible presence. And that's what the Lord had told Moses. I said back to the Lord, I thought you said that if I found grace in your sight, I will experience your presence. And that's what Moses spoke to the Lord now. And because the Lord is not a man that he can lie, he says, You're right, then I'll be with you. Mm-hmm. Moses responded that if God's presence did not stay with them, they were not going to continue the journey. There is the middle of it. Whatever we do, church, we should not try to do anything if God is not in it. Whatever we're doing, we should pray and seek the Lord and ask for his guidance. Even before we start something, we need to say, God, will you help me to know if this is your will? You need to look into the word of God. Say, God, where is this in your word? Because I don't want to start something that you're not involved with. We do a lot of doing our own thing. And then when it's not working out, we say, God, you got to help. And when God don't help, you get discouraged and say, what kind of God is he? God is God, which means he's almighty. He's sovereign. He he knows everything. So the bottom line is we try to do things and we don't know all about it. And then we get jammed up. We call on the God that knows everything about it. And we want him to work it out for us. And here is the here is the story with that. And when he says, okay, because he loves us to work it out for us, he's not going to work it out the way you envision him working it out. So that's the other thing. When you call on him to say, daddy, I'm jammed up. I did something wrong here because I didn't seek you originally to get this done. And he comes to rescue. He comes to work it out. And so now you're expecting him to work it out a certain way. And he's like, if you was that good, you wouldn't have got jammed up to begin with. He don't say that to you. He allowed me to say that to you. He said, if you were that good, you wouldn't have expectations of how I'm going to untangle this. Don't work that way. Don't work that way. I entangle your situation to work it out for you the way I want to. Not the way you want. Not the way you envision. Not the way you thought. God will entangle our situation the way he wants to. And we have to be patient with him because we didn't consult with him when we were trying to get it done. The discussion ended with God agreeing to go with them because they did have favor God. This is moving forward
1: in life without Jesus at the center of all of it. There's no point forward in our life if Jesus center of our we always pray in fact we pray in selfish prayers instead of praying intercession prayers for people because we go off and then when it's not we need God to help us out our prayers are going to be God I need you to help untangle this deliver this because without doing We need to make sure the Lord is present in our life, yeah. presence always, because means He's in agreement. With everything. When His tangible presence shows up, He is there to either agree with you or to help you. We seek His presence in worship, in fasting, showing one another, and
0: reaching those that don't know. him. We live holy lives so we can be in continual communication with Him and just seeking Him. So, in order to experience the tangible presence of God in your life consistently, you have to engage. Are engaged in things that are according to God's will. Amen,
1: amen, amen. Remember, I guy over in the Middle East, missionary
0: in the Middle East that they throw themselves in a the lion's den every day. That's what they prefer. What do you mean by that, preaching lion's den? where they are in the Middle East, if they're found out to be sharing the gospel with anybody, they will kill them. And so they have their area where they have church and they have to do that incognito, hiding. But they go out into the marketplace quite frequently to evangelize still. They don't stay in the church building. They go into the communities to reach out. They prefer to go out into the community to reach out to evangelize more than being in a building where the church worship. And remember what I told you, if you slip up just one time and somebody finds you out that you're a Christian trying to um, convert uh, Muslims, they will kill you. But it don't matter to those people over there where they are. They are fussing and fighting. Let me go out today. Is it my day to go into the community? And they fight to see who goes out. Why? Because they have said. They said this. Testify about this. That they experience God's tangible presence more. When they go out to reach people. Than when they're in that building. Because what they're doing. If they. If the power of God is not with them. They will be found out. And they will get killed. And that will be the end of that for them. So God's power is always with them, and that is always such a wonderful feeling when you know the presence of God, the power of God is with you, that whatever you're doing, you know he will be there right there to make sure it all goes well. And that's what they've experienced over in the Middle East sharing the gospel. They're going into communities sharing the gospel and knowing what's at risk, what's at stake in their life, and it doesn't even phase them because they're so more in tune with the presence of God than anything else that they're fine with it. God is not by space. No one can build the wall to keep him out. Even in the unseen realm of the mind and spirit, nothing and no one can keep God out. The beginning of faith occurs when we realize, as did Rahab, That our God is sovereign in heaven above and in earth beneath here. Not only can we not build walls to keep God out. Neither can we build them to keep him in. Being in this church building don't keep God in here. Christians seem to live like that's what's going on. That when we go in that building that's where we get to experience God's presence. Do we experience God's presence in this building? Sure we do. But this is not the only place God allow his presence to be experienced. If heaven is his throne and earth is where he props up his feet, guess what? Where on the planet could we build him a place to call home? Huh. Humans have, human, human hands cannot create a building large enough to contain him because God, everything consists. Of. In him. Everything consists in him. He is not just the God afar of off, he is the God that is at hand. No one can hide in a secret place from the Lord who fills all space and time. We
1: must be scripture about so we will
2: when we do not. Life
1: can a person to feel the Lord spiritually
0: because we're going through those things or we're involved in things. However, we need not to rely on our senses if we are sensible of this truth. You might not feel God. So sometimes you're going through stuff. Hear me. Sometimes you're going through stuff and because you can't feel God, you don't bother praying. Because in your mind, you can't even think that God is really present
1: because you don't feel him.
2: His present maybe you are not that doesn't mean God is who you are.
1: Healing him or you're doesn't you mean he's not present
0: you are, but you have to do that. He's present everywhere. And all you have to do is open your mouth in faith and begin to call on his name. Why would God be so near to you yet? It feels so hard to reach him. Why would God be so near to you, yet it feels so hard
1: to reach him? I want you
2: to reach him. This won't be right
1: now that isn't God making me close the situation you're going through. So even if he makes it for you at this time's coming. That's why you trust him. Because you're not just going to have one situation
0: that you need to trust. You're not just going to have two situations that you need to trust him. You're not just going to have three or four or five situations that you need to trust him. Your life walking on this earth, the way things work in this world will cause you to have to trust him because of all that you experience walking in this life. We're going to have to trust him. So he operates in a way for us to have to trust him because that's what will be required for us to continue in God. Didn't he say trust in the Lord with all your heart? Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And so sometimes all we need to do is saying, God, I know you're present. I don't feel you. Whatever that means, I don't feel you, but I know you are here because you're present everywhere. And right now, I need you to help me in this situation. I'm not going to nobody at the church. I'm not calling nobody. You love me just like you love them. And I'm asking you to show up and help me in this situation because you're here. Will you let your presence be tangible? Oh, God, will you touch me and help me? Because you have... You can pray that prayer and God can work in your life. We can pray and God can work in our life because God is always present. The Lord puts everyone in situations where they should seek him. Every one of us will have to seek him. Here's the other thing that you don't know about God. Why God wants you to trust him. And why God wants you to seek Him. As I said before, we want to be lazy at living for God. God wasn't lazy when He when He manifested Himself and came into this world. He, he, he wasn't lazy. God don't want to raise up lazy Christians, la- lazy sons and daughters. And God is so deep, so vast. God. It's so much about him that we will never really come to know it all together. But while we're living for him in this flesh, while we're walking this earth, he wants us to know as much as we can about him. And the only way we're going to know that is if we seek him more than what we, when we first met him. Amen. That's what God is after. Is why? He's not just making everything just, here you go. Not to mention, this is very important, not to mention, when you want something that you go after, it's different than when you just always have something available to you. Here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. God knows that. And so many of us want to live for God and make God just be at our beck and call. Every time, uh, like we do my little grandson, uh, every time, every time. uh, we, we got to be there. He wants attention. Uh. So we got to be there. And that's how we want to do God. Uh. Just for God to say, you okay? Uh. And God is saying, listen, when you first get saved, I might do that for you. Because you're a babe in Christ when you first get saved. But I want you to grow up. If Liam is doing that stuff five years from now, I'm going to beat him like I beat his dad. But we have to grow up from thinking that God is supposed to be there for everything that we need. We graduate from that. And when we graduate from that, God is saying, I've got greater things in store for you, but you have to want it. And that's the part that we're missing in our Christian walk, is we're not realizing God wants us to want it. And how do we want it? We demonstrate that we want it. Not just by what we say, but how we live our life. He wants us to want it. The question is, do we want it? Some come to experience God without even realizing he was what they were seeking sometimes we're jammed up as people and we don't call on god but god is so this is what we call mercy god is so merciful that because we're ignorant sometimes he comes and rescue us in our ignorance and show up but what happens sometimes from that is we go on and just keep going in our own way and not realizing that that was god's you know opportunity he gave you to come to learn about him but you need to seek him more you can't just sit back and say oh i had an experience with god remember what i told you sunday some of us only have two revelation of god and that is he's their savior and that he's their provider two revelations that's it well you think that's all god can do is provide for you and save you but that's how we many of us live He saves us, he provides for us. And we don't want to know any other dimension in God because those are the only two that make sense to us. I will be saved and go to heaven and whatever I need, God gives me. What a life, what a life. (laughs) And God is saying, you think that's just all it is to it, huh? When Jacob woke from his divinely given dream, he said, surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. One of the big surprises for the new believer is discovering how close the Lord was all through the years. It is comforting to realize his hands was there all along as well as disappointing to realize it took so long to get to know him. When you come to know God and realize his presence has been available to us all along, but it took us that long. To come to reality, to realize, man, I could have been called on God. I could have been submitted my life to God. All along, God has been available, and we choose when we're going to respond to God. Listen to this a child was walking home from church when a neighborhood, in his neighborhood, and a neighborhood bully cornered him. And the neighborhood bully said, Where have you been? The little young man say to church to learn about God. The bully dude, oh, yeah, I give you a dollar if you can tell me where God is. The boy looked at him, looked at his rough character, look at how mean he was looking. And the little boy said, I will give you five dollars if you can tell me where God ain't. So one want to know where God is. And one show him, you tell me someplace where God ain't, because God is everywhere. He's present. He, he's present everywhere. His presence is among us. It's just a matter of, are we going to be lazy and expect for him to do, or we're going to begin to seek him? Because you, you got to really understand this. If you don't seek him, you won't do anything with whatever opportunities he gives you, and you'll take it for granted. This is what my generation and probably behind we struggle with. All the generations that continues to grow, if, if, if whatever life you experience, you're hoping to give your kids what you consider a better life. And there's something kind of wrong with the way we think like that because the question is, what's wrong with the life? that we experienced how we were brought up right we're saying that we want to give our kids a better life okay what's wrong with the life that we experienced because what's wrong with us so the question really should be or or our response should really be i'm going to raise my kids like i was raised except for the really bad things that you know wasn't good but i'm going to raise my kids like i was raised because look how i turned out I'm just saying, but we go around saying, I got to, I'm going, I'm going to raise my kids better than, yeah, what was that about your raising? It. Because back then, you know, kids shared a bed. We don't want to share beds no more. You know, that's kind of stuff, that's kind of stuff we talk about when we say better, that's what we're thinking. You know, we're, we're thinking like, you know, one car in the house as opposed to, you know, a hundreds cars. You know, you go to some people's house, cars all in the driveway. Back in the day, we had one car and the one car do all the work. And so these are the things that we're thinking about when we're saying, I'm going to raise my kids a little better than I had it. How bad did you have it? You ready for a good one? Back in the day. I am sure positive. We ate more hot meals back in the day than we do now. But but, but I got to raise my kids a little bit better than I raised them. <laughs> oh, God, we get so deceived. Me. Sometimes I stop and I think about these things. I'm like, we're just so deceived. We're doing everything to raise our kids better when really and truly we need to be following the formula that was used to raise us. okay. (laughs) Life isn't about finding a God who hides. It is about discovering what it means for him to be so close. We should be trying to discover our God that is so close, that is present everywhere, our job, our responsibility, our motivation should be to seek him so we can really, really sense his tangible presence because God wants his tangible presence to be in our midst. It is walking when you get close to God, when you sense God, when you pray and you seek him and you get close to him. It is walking in confidence rather than stumbling in darkness. So many people are stumbling in darkness. They don't want to call it that. But the truth of the matter is, according to the word of God, if we're not walking in Christ, if we're not living for God, we're in darkness. How can you say that, preacher? Because knowledge comes from God. And if the knowledge that you possess is not from God then you don't really have knowledge and you're in darkness. God is knowledge. God is light. When you know him and you obey him, you now walk in knowledge and you walk in light. When you don't know him, you walk in darkness and you walk in ignorance. I know sometimes we get offended by those things, but get mad at God. Don't get mad at the preacher. Our God is always near. We must be aware of the doctrine of God's omnipresence or we will create a generation who thinks they can get away from God. People stop coming to church because they think they can get away from God. If our only awareness of God's presence is in regards to his manifested presence, we feel in church worship service then us believers will develop the idea that he only exists in a building or in some church-related experience. We might not say it, but we kind of live it that way. It is easier to run from God or it is easier to run from a God that we think is only in a building. But our God is present everywhere, so you can't run from him. He's everywhere. You can't run from him. We might as well just say, God, here I am. God is calling your name. Just say, here I am. God is calling your name. Just say, here I am. And don't even bother running. Don't even bother trying to do your own thing because you can't get away from him. And what's the sense of not doing right by him when at some point in time, you're going to have to deal with him at the end anyway. So let me just go ahead and deal with him right now and let him direct me. When he calls my name, I need to say, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Because he's everywhere. I can't hide from him. I can't go any place where he's not. He is everywhere. Everywhere. It is easier To run from God if you think that he's just only in the church service. God is everywhere. He's everywhere. If we worship God until we encounter the visitation of his power in our homes. Or on the road, in our travels, or even in our schools and workplaces. We will never develop a mindset of getting away from him. If we will just begin to reach out to God when we're at work in your private time when we're in our cars when we're at school wherever we are if we will begin to just begin to worship God and pray and seek God we will realize my goodness God is moving in my car right now God can God ever moved in your car God moved in my car man ooh i experienced some stuff i experienced God in a powerful way in my car many times <laughs> Just as the Lord was with Jonah on the voyage to Tarsus, so we can expect him to intercept any efforts to dodge him. We can't run away from God, church. We might as well just be in agreement with him. We might as well seek him, come together with him and his, and, and his children. God is everywhere. A wise believer will fill his or her mind with such truth that God is everywhere. Psalms 139 verse 7. Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Question. Or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. You can't go any place where God is not. You do not have to worry about tomorrow because everywhere God is also everywhere God. So it means God is everywhere and he's there before you even get there. <laughs> That was Brother Jones that said that, right? That was Brother Jones that said that. That when his wife and his child couldn't go in the uh, emergency room, God was already there. Mm -hmm. That's truth. That's facts. Our God is not bound to time as we are. He has never had to make an appointment. Imagine never having to use a clock or a calendar. God never has a quick getaway because he always exists. Every decimal direction of time and space or every dimensional time and space, there's no place where God is not. At the beginning of time, we see him at work. All through the Bible, we see God at work showing up, not in the past. Or future. But always in a person's present. God is not a warm memory. Like we have. With a lost loved one. We've had loved ones. Lost more than we've ever had them. And they're warm memories to us. That's not God. He is an ever present awareness. We enjoy. Uh huh. If we read our bible. In the end of our bible. In Revelation. It talks about time will be no more, but God will. He is not only present in real time, but he has real time beat. One day there will only be one eternal day in his limitless presence where we will not have to search for him or search him out and feel for him Because he's invisible because we won't have to worry about him being invisible anymore because he will be visible and we will behold him for then we will know him as he really is the omnipresent God. We got to feel after him, but we got to do what it takes to allow his tangible presence to be among us because then will we begin to realize miracles can happen. Because we don't realize sometimes that miracles can happen. It takes us getting to a certain place in our church service for us to start saying, oh, miracles can happen. But all we have to do is just worship God until his tangible presence manifests and we will know right away miracles can happen. Miracles can happen. Every time we come together as a church, if we will worship him and praise him, his tangible presence will now be flowing among us and all we have to do is declare his will all we have to do is ask him to do whatever we need him to do because god's presence is here to demonstrate god's power in the midst of us let's stand does anyone have any 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 question about our lesson tonight or about anything else any questions before we pray in dismissal You know, I love questions. And if there's anything that you have any thoughts about, I would love to help you. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh that's that's a good question he wants to know where the scripture says if i ascend to heaven he is there if i make my bed in hell he is there that's a figure of speech because first of all is um you can't make your bed in hell because you know there's misery going on there in hell what what that's basically saying brother d is if i take comfort in sin so because that leads to destruction and that leads to hell where because understand this. When we go to hell, if we go to hell, if anyone go to hell, if anyone go to hell, you can't get out of hell. You can't get out of hell. The Bible says there's a great gulf fix between heaven and hell. So once you go to hell, you can't come out. So the deal is right now, if we live our life sinfully, we're preparing for hell. That's that's what that means. So if we're just constantly doing wrong, you're making your bed in hell because that's really, in essence, where you're going to end up. So that's what he's talking about. When he talk about if I make my bed in hell, it means if I continue to be comfortable in my sin, if I continue to be comfortable in my sin, he is there. I have, a, I, I, I've got a friend, um, he's still a pastor, pastoring, and he struggled with, you know, different sins, and he was in a club, I won't tell you what kind of club, but it was not, no club is a good club anyway, if you're trying to be a Christian, and he had just been frustrated, given up, and he was in a club. I mean just not good and while he was in the club the Lord spoke to him and says you know you don't belong here go home get out of here so that's an example of us just wanting to stay in our sin because whatever we're mad we're frustrated we think God never did what he was supposed to do and so we're just living our life like whatever Lord and so we're living in sin and you can be in the depths of your sin and God will speak to you then and says get out of this you don't belong here You know, whatever the case may be, he can't make you, but he will show up in your situation as bad as it may be. God can still show up in your situation to help you to understand you can get out of it. You can get out of it. The last thing that man will experience. Before they leave this world is grace. He showed us when he was on the cross. Last thing you will experience before you leave here is grace. But if you don't take advantage of the grace, then wherever you go, you go. But he will always give you an opportunity to make it right. It's up to you. Will you take the opportunity, the privilege to make it right with him? We will not have an excuse when we stand before God to say, Well, Lord, you know, I didn't have enough time or, you know, whatever excuse that we like to make. The bottom line is he will always give us an opportunity to get out of whatever we're in. But most of the times when we stay in whatever we're in, we just like whatever we were in more than we like being with God. That's just what it comes down to. Can't be mad at God. Any other questions? Good question, Brother D. Any other questions? No? All good? All right. Well, it's offering time. <laughs> give to our building fund. You know, on Thursdays, we don't do, um, we just do building fund, whatever you want to give um, as we prepare for um, for what God wants to do. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for bringing us together one more time. Lord, you have been good to us. You're calling us Oh, God, to a higher calling and to do your will. Father, you are the omnipresent God. You are present everywhere. And so tonight, Lord Jesus, we ask that you will allow us to sense your presence, Lord God. Allow us to sense your presence, Lord Jesus, that we will not be ignorant of your presence, Lord God, and that we will feel after your presence, Lord God. Lord, you have spoken to us and made clear to us, Lord God, that even if we don't feel your presence, you're still present, Lord God. But if we want to feel your manifested presence, Lord God, that if we will just worship you, if we will just, oh God, begin to praise you and call on your name, we will begin to sense the manifested presence of the Lord. Oh God, I love you. Church, I don't know about you, but when you lift your hands and begin to just worship him, something begins to happen. God begins to give access to you that you may begin to reach him, begin to touch him. When you lift your hands and just surrender, God gives you access to just draw nigh unto him. Oh, Father, we thank you tonight for speaking to our hearts and giving us direction. And, oh, God, allowing us to have understanding of your word. Ah, oh, my God, I pray that you will help us, Lord. Help us, Almighty oh God, to be strong in this hour. And to know, oh God, that you're present, that you're with us. And that, Lord, you're not abandoning us. That, Lord, we must seek you if we want to know you in a deeper way. If we want, oh God, more revelation of who you are, that we need to seek you. Father, bless your people tonight, oh God. Give them strength, Lord Jesus. Bless and keep them and let your will be done in their life, Almighty oh God. We thank and praise you for all the provision you have bestowed upon us, Lord God. Lord, and as we go from this place tonight, oh God, your hand will be upon us. Bless every giver tonight that as they give, Lord God, you will give back unto them one hundredfold of what they gave. Oh Lord, have your way tonight. Hallelujah! 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 Jesus, we adore you. Jesus, we love you. We bless your name, O oh great God. You are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The mighty God, the everlasting Father. Oh, we thank you tonight, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody clap their hand unto the Lord and thank the
1: Lord. One guess with. Amen. See Brianna come in and with her. Make out the first name. I know the last name is Haman. What is the first name? What is it? Riza. Riza in the church. As a matter of fact, I just taught Riza the other day. Yeah, in the church. So when I saw that, all right, I don't want to mess it up. Welcome you to
0: christ Center church. It's so good to have you tonight. Tonight is our Thursday night study. We kind of laid back, well, not all the time, but, you know, studying the word of God and let God guide us and lead us, and we're so glad to have you, and we want you to know that if there's anything at all that we can do for you in your walk in Christ, you want to know more about him, you want to grow in him, we're here to help you, and I know you'll feel the love of God from these wonderful people in this church, and we're so grateful that you came. Whatever we can do for you, please ask. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Let's give her another hand clap. God bless you, church. I love you. Have a great rest of your evening. I have my offering, Brother Henry.